In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text today is our Gospel reading from John. Grace and peace be in abundance to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Everybody seems to know God these days. Just ask anyone, do you believe in God? According to a Pew Forum poll taken in 2017, 80 to 90 excuse me, 80 to 89% of the population in our country thinks that God exists. But if you begin asking questions about God, who He is, or what He's like, or things along those lines, you will begin to get a variety of answers. People have all kinds of ideas about God. And a number of different ideas, they just seem to be growing. While some view God as a distant being, Others, perhaps just as an impersonal force or essence in the world. Some believe there are many gods in the world or universe. Some consider God to be angry and wrathful, while others believe God is loving and accepting. Some view God as a permissive old grandfather, while others consider him a legalistic and demanding father. Some like to think of Mother Nature as God, while others prefer to think of themselves as gods or goddesses or at least having the potential for such. Others have thrown up their hands, saying, I don't know if God exists. If he does exist, how could we really know anything about him? It's not like we can see him or talk to him. And there are so many different religions out there. How is it possible to determine which one is true, if that's even possible? Such people have a legitimate concern. How can we, God's creatures, know God or come to know him? It was into this chaos of doubts and lack of knowing that Christianity began to spread throughout the world. We see this clearly in our gospel reading. We see Jesus revealing who God is to the Jews. These particular Jews refused to believe him, and yet that is exactly why Jesus had come to them. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. John 1, 10 to 11. He came as light shining in the darkness, but not to glorify himself. The Father would do that. No, Jesus had come bearing the light of men, which was life itself. Life that is received through his word. That is through believing in him. Believing that he is who he said he is. Believing him to be the Messiah and God come in human flesh. But instead of believing, these Jews considered him to be demon-possessed and in the end, blasphemous, such that they attempt to stone him. While Christ is trying to give them life, they are trying to kill him. Because not only does he claim to be greater than Abraham and the prophets, but Jesus claims to have always been in existence. Before Abraham was, I am. John 8, 58. Before Abraham existed, Jesus always existed. His existence was always and still is. His existence is such that he is always present, always now. He's God. Always was and always will be. 
Just this very idea of God always existing, always being, is ultimately beyond our limited comprehension, which is as it should be. If we could comprehend God fully, we could control him. And then he would not be God. However, if God is beyond us, if, if he surpasses us, well then how could we hope to know God? Well, we could only know him if he came to us and revealed himself. And that is exactly what he did. God came into human history and time, taking on our flesh in order to relate to you and me. He came to reveal himself to us because he knew we could not find him or see him. As John, Jesus' disciple, wrote in John 1.18, No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Jesus, who is God, came to us in human flesh and teaches who the Father is. God reveals himself, for only God truly knows himself. So God has to reveal who he is if we are to know him. Jesus says in John 8, 55, But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say I do not know him, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him, and I keep his word. We and all the people of the world cannot fathom or understand him. Thus Jesus, God the Son, reveals himself, reveals the Trinity, so that we would know God. He reveals that which was hidden and only alluded to in previous generations. In our gospel text, Jesus shows himself to be God when he speaks about existing before Abraham. And he shows the Father to be God when he explains, It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, He is our God. John 8, 54. The Father is the one who glorifies Jesus and is called upon in prayer by the Jews. But since they do not know Jesus, they do not know God the Father, although they call on him. Now Jesus had revealed himself to Abraham. He came to Abraham with two angels and stopped to talk with Abraham as the angels headed down to Sodom and Gomorrah. God talked with Abraham about sparing that city and it was through this pre-incarnation appearance of Jesus that Abraham related to and knew God. Abraham saw Jesus' day in God's appearing to him in a way to which he could understand and relate. Abraham knew God through the Son, and now the Son had come to know, to be known by us by taking on human flesh, to walk with mankind and reveal himself to us. Later on in John, Jesus would further reveal his spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom he would send after he ascended into heaven. We celebrated that last week. Many people like these Jews claim to know God, but if they do not believe in God as the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then they do not know him. They know of him, and they may know a little about him, but they do not know it's like how you or I could know someone famous. We know about them, but they don't know us. And to know someone means to be known by them. As Jesus taught, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew seven twenty one. But rather, as Jesus further explained in a parable, that the other virgins 
came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Matthew 25, 11 to 12. If they do not know him, he does not know them. Knowing someone in Scripture is more than mere knowledge. Rather, it means that an intimate relationship has been established. Jesus is not saying to the virgins that he doesn't know about them, but that he doesn't know them as his own. The question isn't just, do you have knowledge of who God is, but do you know him as your God? Here was the problem the Jews had. They should have known Jesus as the Messiah, and as God, they were supposed to be children of Abraham and God's people. They had his word, but they did not understand it. They did not believe it. They want a Messiah who was a conqueror. They didn't want the suffering servant of Isaiah 53. They did not want God to conquer through the cross or through his suffering for us. They wanted him to conquer in an impressive way. Are we any different? Do we not desire the big and glamorous? Don't we want glory and fame? The fame and glory of being the friend and associate of the king? Who wants to face punishment, ridicule, or even death for being a Christian? Who wants beatings and lack of justice in this world? Who wants to be mocked? Uh, I know I would rather pass on such things. My heart wants me to be well known as the one who has picked the winner. Wouldn't it be great if Christ came down and spoke to the world saying, Here is my church. Bursting at the seams. But as far as suffering goes, we could do without that. We would much rather have him fixing things, conquering our enemies, and bringing us glory and healing now. But this is not how God operates. This is not what he does. He does not act as we would expect. Sin has put us in the dark, not knowing God, and instead rejecting him for some idol of our heart for some conception of God that we created. What hope is there for us in the dark, not knowing God? Our only hope is the light of the world, Jesus Christ coming to us in our flesh. He died on the cross for us, sheds his blood to cover over our sins, and he brings us eternal life. He brings us the light. He reveals who he is on the cross. He reveals the kind of God he is, one who demands justice, one who also loves us beyond even life itself. Just that he's willing to give his life to have us back as his own. To have us know him and be known by him. Jesus comes to us personally, bodily in his word. He is, after all, the word of God come in human flesh. He comes to us in the gospel proclaimed. In the teaching of his deeds and work to save us. He comes to us in his name, called upon by his people as they gather and worship to receive his gifts. He comes to us in his word, combined with water and combined with bread and wine. He is the word, and through himself, through his word, he gives us life. He gives us eternal restoration with himself. He gives us salvation. Why are we gathered here today? Why do we come to church? Because we now know God and he knows us. We are his people, claimed by him. And so we gather where he has called us to be so that we know him in the way he has chosen to reveal himself. 
in word and sacrament. We are here to receive Christ as he comes to us, not in some fancy and spectacular miracle, but as he comes to us in bread and wine to give us his true body and blood. We are here to hear him speak to us and to know that he knows us, that we are his, and that nothing in this world, no powers, no beings, no death, not even can separate us from him. God the Son, Jesus Christ, the Word of God and the light of the world has shone in the darkness of our hearts. He has revealed himself through his servants, proclaiming him. As Paul taught in 2 Corinthians 4, 5 to 6, for what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And as Peter expounds in 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10, you are now a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Once you did not know the Father, but now through his Son you know him. You are his and you have received his spirit in baptism. So he dwells in you now as his temple. But most importantly, he knows you such that on the last day, he will speak to you and say, Welcome home, my child. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.